Welcome to another edition of the EMS Wizard hey, podcast. Uh, I'm back. Hey. Just so you know, Walter is back. Walter he is back. He was gone. He was gone. The wings, but he's back. He Walter, is back. Walter's with us. That's awesome. I don't want to. No, 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 no. It's, I thought this was my turn to interrupt. But, so, John, John, you just need to. It's Terry Sheehy's turn. I'm on the mic. Take a back seat and just relax. Because yeah, just look look through the binoculars and see see what's up. My wedding ring is on camera. So is mine. Hey. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's nice. Hmm. I have that. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Mine's mm. off tonight. Sorry. Mm? My, wife is My wife is downstairs. She doesn't get salty if I don't wear Walter's, it. Walter's Walter's having problems, y'all. Um, y'all need to pray for him. There's problems going on in the Meads household. If you and- feel you need, if you feel you need to pray, you probably need to pray for the Wilsons as well. <laughs> All right, guys, 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 guys. Oh, let's reel it in. Sorry, Antoine. Antoine oh, has done put y'all to shame. Bring mm-hmm. it back in. That's what he do. I'm here. <laughs> uh, look, Antoine, you're here. Look, that's my line. Welcome, Antoine. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the group. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so we're going to have a ton of great conversation tonight. We have the Antoine Brown with us tonight. He is the Director of Emergency Services for Edgecombe County in North Carolina. Edgecombe. Welcome, Antoine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. So let's start out. Just kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, kind of how you come up to where you are, where you are the Director of Emergency Services. Yeah, so um, born and raised in Edgecombe County. Um, kind of lived there all through elementary, middle, high school. Um, my dad was in the military, so I traveled across a little bit, kind of a little bit of Texas and uh, New York living, Kentucky living, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, came back um, to Edgecombe County, kind of in high school, the way I could go to uh, Tarba High. So I graduated from Tarba High. And um, yeah, just kind of, Moved on up from there. So I went to college at um, our North Carolina Wesleyan College in Rocky Mount. Got an undergrad in education and um, pretty much went. Uh, yeah. So went on from there. EMS career kind of started um, at some point while I was in undergrad. Um, but um, it all seemed to work out for me. Well, what made you go from EMS or teaching? I mean, that seems like two different aspects. I mean, how are those two even related? You know, you're talking about undergrad and education, and then you're talking about EMS as well. How did those two even have anything to do with each other? Yeah, so I kind of, I think I kind of, I fell into uh, EMS. I wasn't one of the people, one of those folks that kind of knew straight out of high school that's something that they wanted to do. Uh, So for me, I had a plan, right? Uh, my plan kind of was to go into education and 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 be a teacher, which I did do um, for a little while. Uh, but um, of course, I was kind of pulled back to my true passion, I think. And so, um, kind of through all of that experience, I, I think it kind of placed me where I am now, for sure. Did one feed the other? I mean, like, did you start like which which did you do first? I mean, did you grow up as a kid wanting to be a teacher and then? What happened to made EMS even come into the picture? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So actually, uh, I did grow up wanting to be a teacher. Um, and so I, I remember uh, starting to take some uh, some classes um, at Wesleyan kind of undergrad on campus. And I kind of found out uh, there was like this EMT offering 
right? They kind of had some posters up on the university campus. I was like, what is that all about? Let's kind of check that out. Um, and so I did. I went and showed up um, at the local community college in Edgecombe uh, for a night class. And it was three people in the class. And that was including me. Um, and so basically, uh, um, you know, I went and took the class. I went to college during the day. And then I drove uh, to Tarboro at night twice a week uh, to take the EMT class. And that kind of, um, you know, kind of just took off, kind of fell in love with it from there. Antoine, I know you've got some fire service background as well. So where does that fall in with with everything for you? Yeah, I'm a I'm a complicated individual, just a little bit, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Things Thank that you. have been said about Antoine Brown. <laughs> the best of all worlds, the Antoine Brown. So uh, yes. yeah, so the, fi- the fire service started and that that was a high school thing. And so I must admit that the fire service probably was my first love uh before um I kind of fell uh, into EMS. And so um, as a junior firefighter right in high school um, and living um, in the Princeville community, um, I thought it was important to begin kind of my, you know, my my passion of giving back and serving uh, my own. And so what better way to do that uh, than through the volunteer uh, fire service? So I joined up, um, of course, the grunt work. I was young. I was able to do it. I was fit, um, enjoy kind of uh, the adrenaline rush, if you will. Um, and so that kind of uh, was an initial exposure kind of to uh, some of this world of EMS, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it it does. And and when you left the fire service, which I don't I wouldn't quite say that you left it since since at Edgecombe Emergency Services, you've got the fire marshal's office and and you're the fire marshal for the county. But you were the chief of, of principal fire department. And that's that's a pretty not that being emergency services director isn't an accomplishment, but being a fire chief, that's a that's a pretty tough thing, too. So any lessons that you would say that from the fire service that that roll into EMS and in your job now? Absolutely. I think the, the, the fire service kind of um, attributed a lot to kind of my leadership style um, and, and really kind of uh, taps into, um, you know, it's, it's all essentially it, it's, it's all the same work. We're all public servants. We all, you know, kind of get in this vehicle, right? And we go off and kind of provide a service and then we come back. So a lot of it is very similar in a lot of ways, um, but it's also different. And so I, I was talking to someone the other day, the other day, and I was speaking of, you know, when I was the fire chief and kind of matriculating up in the fire department, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, say things, you know, because there were a lot of guys innately. We didn't have uh, females in the department. And so I, even the, the way I addressed them and, um, I, I corrected action or I kind of gave direction is completely was completely different uh, than kind of my approach now um, in the EMS world, uh, especially considering um, all types of people who, uh, who who kind of serve in the EMS profession. So so definitely for sure um, it's, it's definitely kind of guided uh, the path that I'm in now. Did something happen in education that made you say, you know, I, I'm going to do EMS full time. Um, I know you and I, I was fortunate enough to work with you for many years, uh, working with Edgecombe Rescue back when it was a rescue squad. And, you know, I, I think if I remember you went you were you went back and forth with what you were going to do and you ended up being in the school system. And 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 now you, you, you returned uh, me and you come back to help set up what became Edgecombe County EMS. And you ascended on up to uh, be the director there. But what what was that turning point to say, you know, I'm going to I'm going to step away from education and 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 follow this path? Yeah, so I, I was kind of dabbling back and forth, uh, really trying to figure out what what was it that was really my passion. And so um, what 
what really was the uh, the the breaking point for me um, because I, I finished college um, and I was not working uh, as an educator at that point uh, because I was working as a as an EMT uh, mm-hmm. and the rest, like you alluded to, John. And so working there um, and then eventually I went and got my intermediate, which was an advanced EMT. Um, and then I got my paramedic uh, shortly thereafter in 2012. Um, and so from from that point, I began working on the truck, uh, making good money, making a difference, really feeling good about myself. And what was really the turning point um, uh, was uh, a high, uh, a lot of kind of um, a bad calls, if you will, uh, the black cloud, quote unquote, as we kind of hear of it. Oh, yeah. um, and it kind of and it kind of reflects on kind of my, my, my position as a leader, uh, because I didn't have uh, it wasn't back then. Um, it wasn't a lot of support for young EMS professionals who have to endure things in life that they've never been exposed to. Um, and so one of my biggest ones was my partner coded on me. Um, and that was really the turning point that kind wow. of came out the door. So um, we had worked together uh, the night before, um, had run some horrible calls for a 20-year-old as a paramedic, uh, but he was a veteran intermediate for sure. Dwight Jefferson was his name. Um, and so we ran... Um, you know, calls all night and came at the next morning. Uh, well, essentially what happened was he was, his relief had arrived, mine had not. Um, and we got a, uh, and so he was staying at the station to finish up some reports where well, I got toned out to um, uh, like a bleeding call, a hemorrhage call um, at a local dialysis center. Um, and so, you know, the good Lord knows all. And so we never get canceled um, from those types of calls. Right. And so we got about halfway there with my, with, his relief partner. Um, and what happened, we got canceled. And so I was like, Ooh, okay, good. I can make it back to the station to, to get off. Right. This, this never happens, but it did. Um, and then no sooner than we, um, almost made it back to the station. Um, very hysterically, I could hear over the radio where they were calling, uh, basically saying that my partner was down and he was in a full cardiac arrest. Uh, when we arrived, uh, he had a massive MI, uh, shortly there off the ship. And so just arriving, um, and having to work him. Um, and then after that whole experience, uh, that was my time to step away. And I, and I did um, for a little while and slowly, uh, but surely I was able to kind of work my uh, myself back into it. I mean, that's a, Antoine, that, uh, you kind of not, I think the, the sales out of all of our faces, except for, for, for John, who, who knew that, and I, I I couldn't even begin to to imagine. I don't think anybody has any has any shame in that game that you have something like that. You have to 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 step away. When I talk with folks at some other agencies, they talk about peer support. They talk about mental health. And hearing your story, what is what is what does that mean to you? What is something that you do? To, to work with your folks in terms of that peer support and that mental health, having experienced what you did. Absolutely. I think conveying uh, the the passion for it um, and, and just really making sure that protocols and procedures are in place um, to, to support staff. Um, I think it's so much easier to, to receive from someone uh, who has, you know, similar walk, walk through similar um, experiences. Um, and so really just being extremely responsive to the mental health state, uh, of of my EMS employees for sure, all of my employees that work um, in emergency services, because unfortunately the work we do is not easy, and we see things uh, that that can be extremely traumatized and if not handled correctly, um, you know, could really you know lead to a really a bad a, a bad space. 
So, Antoine, is that when you actually left and went to the school system for a little while? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, and I left and went to the schools for about seven years. Um, uh, and it took me, I stayed out for maybe um, uh, 10 months of just like uh, not working EMS at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then slowly but surely I started to, um, you know, start to pick up shifts and kind of, you know, reintroduce myself uh, to the profession again. Because, of, of course, at this point, um, you know, I was I was 20 years old. Uh, when I got my paramedic. And so, you know, that was extremely young. Um, and so at this point I was maybe 21 and I had other options. Um, to, and so I kind of, you know, it was like my, not a fail safe, but I knew that I had, if I went back into EMS and I continued to have similar experiences, um, then I would be safe. Right. So teaching kind of what was my safety and, and although I enjoyed it, EMS really was what was my passion. And so being able to get back to that, um, it has been a joy for sure. How would, how would you recommend someone that potentially would be in that same boat today? How would you recommend them to be able to help get their self through it? Yeah. Yeah. I did. That's a great question. I, I really think, um, you know, just, just staying true to yourself, uh, communicating with those, you know, that you trust, uh, not being afraid to be vulnerable, um, I, I think it's important um, and 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 just, you know, having a, a, a strong network for sure um, to, to be able to support you through it. We all go through it inevitably. The, the work that is done for sure um, is not easy. And so really kind of building your, you know, be, be building your safety uh, within the process and people that you have is important. I think it's it, it really speaks well of Dwight that, you're able to rebound, uh, to go through something traumatic like that, go through, you, you live out your childhood dream to do something. And then there's, there's got to be a little bit of that, uh, you know, coming back and saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to overcome the struggles that I had, uh, with EMS and stepping away and, and I've done my dream. And now you're like the epitome of that. You, you, you came back, you came back as a paramedic. You worked up the chain for a while. You were supervisor. You was a training officer, and then, lo and behold, you end up, you know, the director there. And I think Dwight probably had, you know, that 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 just in the back of your mind, knowing you like I do, that's that's a motivator for you to honor, you know, your partner and go through that. And I think that's that's a little bit about what Walter was talking about. Is 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 can that be, you know, it's not a dead end. These things that that and I think people struggle with that today. They 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 have an issue. They go through something, and they think it's a dead end. And you're a good example of it's not necessarily you know a dead end. You you can continue on forward. Right, right. With a little bit of motivation, perseverance, staying true to who you are. You know, you you can write the the, the end to the story for sure. Nice. Uh, Mark, you you do a similar role in Duplin County as as Antoine does, uh, and you have. I look at Antoine I always say he has these multiple hats he wears, and Mark wears multiple hats where he's at in Dublin County, and uh, and so yeah. <laughs> and um and and so I, that's that's the thing that fascinates fascinates me is I never I never have to get into that situation. I'm an EMS guy, and that's what I know. You get outside of EMS. 
and and, and that's it. I'm 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 done with or whatever. So uh, I, I love hearing you, uh, Antoine, talk about these different aspects of how you view things from the fire service. And Mark's done the same, um, you know, with the with things like that. So, uh, um, well, just, really, it's it's not all that different. Like the things we do from day to day, and the things that we got to think about and consider from day to day, they're not all really that different. I mean, other than the fact that, you know, the paramedics will be holding the IV catheter and the firefighters will be holding the hose. You know, other than the little small details like that, it's really not quite that different. Responsibilities are different. Um, now, I can also, you know, kind of admit to the fact that, you know, EMS as a profession is probably, you know, like I spoke of before, EMS is probably in that toddler phase of a profession, whereas the fire service is, you know, matured and grown. Law enforcement has matured and grown. They kind of worked out a lot of the things. We're still kind of stumbling and, and learning how to walk, right? So, right. Antoine, you know, think about, shut up, John. Um, <laughs> Antoine, thinking back, you know, as a director of emergency services, you know, coming up through the ranks and, and accomplishing everything that you've accomplished, knowing what you know now, what would you tell paramedic Brown while he was still on the truck working from day to day? What would be some advice you would give paramedic Brown looking back? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> sure. I, I, I think what I would, um, I, I, I would definitely tell myself, um, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out, right? You you can um you you can take a moment you can take time and breathe um embrace it all right I think I, I did a I've done a pretty good job to get me uh, where I am now but I definitely would look back and just say hey dude take a chill it's, it's fine you're you're good um keep pushing keep exploring um and really keep pulling on knowledge um and and those that you encounter uh from the more the the, the more seasoned uh, folks for sure. What type of struggles did you see yourself? I mean, did you have any as you were coming up through? And uh, again, I go back to this academic background, clear path. Antoine Brown wants to be a teacher. And somehow the passion of EMS took over and got you in that. And it sounds like it may have sparked from being a firefighter. Um, Did you face any struggles in that? I mean, other than internally trying to say, man, where do these two places collide? What would you the first question I'd ask is, is what type of struggles did you have? And do you think those are common struggles as a leader that you see other people having? And if so, how do you, how do you, you know, what advice can you give for people to overcome those? Yeah, I think it's one of the, the, the main struggles I had was really identifying with someone that looks like me. Um, okay. a, lot, a lot of my encounter and uh, encounters in EMS, uh, especially back then, uh, was really um you know, being being able to connect, being able to relate, um, and 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 find someone that 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 looked like me, um, to to be able to kind of show me what this journey looked like. Um, I I did not have that initially, um, but but of course, uh, moving along, um, I, I was able to connect. Um, you know, with 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 mentors, Vincent Hunter is one of them for sure. Mm-hmm. That kind of that knew the trade, knew what needed to happen. Um, and I was able to have honest, um, you know, honest conversations with for sure and not put me in a position where I felt like maybe I was, uh, you know, kind of being um, uh, judged, right? Implicitly judged. So Antoine, where, where you're talking about 
coming into to the industry and saying, hey, there's not there's not somebody who looks like me. There's not somebody who has that same background at as me. Edgecombe County, it's one of my favorite places. I, I love all 100 counties in North Carolina. Edgecombe has a really special place in my heart with uh, with some of the things that John and I have done there, some of the experiences and the things that I've been able to see in career firsts during my my time in Edgecombe. And you guys have, have something pretty interesting in where you're one of the newest county EMS agencies in, in the state of North Carolina. And so... Tell me what is that what what does that look like? How are some of those things in, in terms of that mentoring with all of these young folks, these young, young ladies and gentlemen, uh, they definitely are, are have to be looking up to you and your leadership team. So tell me a little bit what that looks like. How do you how do you stand up an EMS agency? Yeah, so we we started uh county run uh, January 21 uh of 2021. Um, at that point in time, I was not director. I was a, a, sh- a shift captain. Um, and so I was charged with leading um, a, a group of individuals, you know, to manage day to day operations um, from that. Um, kind of like you said, uh, that that was huge. I was with the rescue squad uh, for 11 years, which was, you know, privately run um, uh, in, in the, to provide ambulance services in the county. Um, and then all of a sudden we become this county run entity and we what we think, hey, is a light switch flip and everything is perfect. Uh, we, we quickly understood to, to not be the case at all. Um, as, a, as a matter of fact, when we when we switched um, over at, at, at 7 a.m. on January 21st, 2021, uh, nothing changed, to be honest. Uh, the trucks were still the same. Uh, the stations were still the same. A lot of the dispatch procedures, uh, for sure, they all were still the same. And so we kind of uh, pumped up this big this big thing that was happening just to kind of realize that we're still in the same place. Um, and so I think I, I said all that to say um, to, to it's definitely been um, a process for sure. Um, you know, uh, learning local government procedures, um, really trying to establish a culture. Uh, within the agency um, that that would put us in a position to to really be able uh, to continue to um, attract, but also retain um, employees who really uh, have a heart to be uh, in Edgecombe County. Um, Of course, we're east of 95, um, so our competition for sure is all the same. Um, And we're we're, we're amongst some of the you know, some of the, the struggles of, of, of many EMS agencies today when it comes down uh, to equipment um, and, and and pay for sure. Uh, but we definitely make great strides in those areas. And I'm, and I'm very proud of where we are today. Um, one thing that has been a benefit is that I am a younger leader um, in the in the EMS profession. And so being able to really relate um, to, to some of the younger staff or develop procedures or practices or um you know, the use of technology, things that all some that the, the younger folks kind of connect to, uh, connect with, uh, is, has, has really been important. Um, streams of, you know, uh, communication um, has, has really, really, really helped. Uh, and I think that's something that stands out to me is yeah, you're looking at a young service. You're looking at a young emergency services director in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, it's a diverse system uh, coming in as a minority. Talk a little bit about your relationship as as all of these things. 
having to develop a relationship with the county manager and the the politics that is local government EMS. When you're going from, I was there with you. I knew what it was like to be in that rescue squad based system that ran, and it had to transition to that local government model. And you know that you had relationships being the fire chief of principal when you were there. So, uh, how, from a leader standpoint, if I'm looking up to you. Give us some tips, man. What, what, what the, what, how do folks, how do you establish those relationships? Yeah, I think, I think one of the biggest things is kind of, um, you know, really going back to really being passionate about the work that you're doing. I think passion can convey and really convince um, any group of people that you have to stand before. Um, and so kind of going back to the fire service, a lot of my experiences um, as the fire chief of, uh, of, of Princeville Fire Department uh, really helped me and really helped me in this role. Um, from dealing with a lot of natural disasters. And that was kind of my my way into uh, dealing with the emergency management functions that I now oversee um, as well. Uh, Princeville is a community that floods, um, of course, you know, in, during, during torrential weather for sure, uh, whether it be, you know, a hurricane or flash flooding. And so really being a state of readiness to respond to those things um, was, was huge. We don't have many resources. And so it's all hands on deck. Um, so from dealing with um, our local, um, elect, our town elected officials um, and having to communicate to the town manager and do presentations and kind of advocate where I always tell them one of the biggest things I have to do now um, is I, I have to educate before I can even advocate. Mm-hmm. What I find myself doing is that, hey, these folks don't know about the service that we do. They have no idea. And so I, I find joy in being able to bring in my educational training. Uh, to be able to advocate for the profession that we're in, because a lot of times that they don't know, um, people are not willing to kind of kind of go for things to help promote change. And so if I do a really good job of trying to educate them on, hey, this is why we're doing what we're doing and what the need is, then they seem to be more receptive um, to, 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 to support whatever it is that needs to be happening. And of course, that, that translates over uh, to my position now. Um, the rescue squad was kind of a hands-off service, um, kind of through the lens of the county. Um, so, hey, rescue squad, you guys take this, uh, provide a service. We'll support you as best we can. Um, kind of hands-off. Uh, January twenty-one twenty-one, uh, we're now a county-run service, and it's all hands on deck, all inclusive. Um, and so, a lot of that experience has been really just kind of, um, you know, just uh, working through the channels of you know, some some of the needs, right? Um, and, the, and I will say they have been responsive. I, I think the clear communication um, and really the, the education, the advocacy are really, really pays off for us. So Antoine, I have to ask, like you, you kind of got into EMS by the same time I did, and we're two kind of younger leaders in our profession, right? Oh, really? So, you going to take a shot like that? I mean, Terry's old, you Walter's old. You guys are old. We know. It's really? okay. You don't have to bring it up. Man. I wasn't going to bring it up. Y'all, you brought it up. I wasn't going to say that. They're seasoned. They're the two seasoned. young guys amongst yes, the seasoned yes, crowd yes. in the podcast today. The white uh, Oh, gosh. Here we go. Uh, so, <laughs> Antoine, tell me what you think about how EMS is formulated today. Y'all y'all been through a lot of transition uh, to the local government side of things. And how do you feel like EMS is, uh, the status of EMS is today? And what do you see in the future, like five, 10 years down the road? Yeah. Are, are you speaking EDGECOM specific or just as a professional in a whole? Uh, you, you can hit on both. That's okay. Good. 
Yeah, so I, I think Edgecombe County, we are well on our way. Um, I think we're, we're getting, um, you know, folk, folks in, in, in position. Part of um, what, what I immediately recognize, especially when I took took the position as a director, um, is, and I had to kind of settle myself with, is that, you know, there are some people who are going to kind of embrace this um, and kind of go along this journey with me. Um, and there are others who, unfortunately, uh, as John C. Wilson says best, they're kind of casualties of war, right? So we already know before we even go into war that unfortunately there are some people that are that are not going to be able to kind of that, that are not going to go with us. Um, and so I had to kind of come from a place because I knew a lot of people, worked with a lot of people um, in the rescue squad uh, that were translating over to county-run EMS that unfortunately I knew would not be um, what would not still be with us um, today, and 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 that held very true. But really putting us in a position to really embrace um, some of the, the the other people who had a lot to bring uh, to Edgecombe County um, and really kind of position us um, for that. Um, I, I would say now um, in Edgecombe County, uh, we've had um, we've went from a, a been a service that handled um, uh, about four thousand non-emergency uh, transports in our county uh, solely by us. Uh, there wasn't any other non-emergency franchise organization in our county. Um, and and to, to now being in a position where um, and you know with 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 COVID and other other things that kind of affect many agencies, you know we've we've been able to prove really some of the working conditions of um, of our staff as a whole. And, and so that's 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 been really important um, really important to me for sure. And I and, and I and I and I think really uh, getting our agency to really to 21st century uh, EMS right as a profession, um, I can remember you know probably three or four years ago we were still doing paper charts, um, and so there was a lot of practices that we had that were that, that were outdated. Uh, wow. and, and I wow. don't think that is yeah. Um, yeah. you know I, I don't think that it's directed towards any specific person or person that's responsible for it. Uh, but one of the biggest, the, the, the biggest, the greatest challenges and successes that we've had is really modernizing um, the EMS system in Edgecombe. The, the citizens here in Edgecombe deserve just as uh, a profound EMS system as uh, as citizens across the state and nation. So modernizing EMS overall. So we should also modernize the ability to press the record button whenever it's really needed. Some people might, some people might say that. Some people might. Um, Antoine, I know we're John. John, don't stop hating yourself for everything that you aren't. Stop, start, start loving yourself for everything that you are. Antoine, I've I've been wrestling with that. I know our time is is starting to 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 draw to an end here. I've been wrestling. Do I ask this question or not? And so my heart says to ask it. Do you have a second best friend? <laughs> amongst the group no 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 no. just in general like like do you have it i mean you have a best friends i do do you have a second best friend i don't huh okay. terry i don't terry terry uh, i can't I'm, believe I'm, he said it again i'm accepting applications person. though oh okay but, right. didn't you meet keith at the conference what con- who's Keith? Oh. I never nobody 
Nobody's nobody, nobody knows Keith. Yeah. Keith, Keith, Keith didn't go to Texas to the conference. There's a lot of there's a lot of good things. Yet another thing Antoine and I have in common our time in Texas. You know what's not in Edgecombe County? Trains. But actually, they are. This no, the, at the county line. Now nah, that's Nash County. That's Nash. Get Scott Struffy. Let's ask him. We'll ask Struffy. There's a train wreck. He who's he's getting it? his hair done. His hair is <laughs> not in the rain. Who's is it? <laughs>